How you doing? Welcome to the e-commerce insights podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder of Wicked Reports, coming to you live from Geary Island on beautiful Marblehead, Massachusetts. It's low tide. I'm able to walk out on this island. If it's high tide, you can't get out here, which reminds me I'm taping a couple episodes. I may be stranded and not realize it. I may be swimming back and leaving my computer here. Let's check the tides. Looks okay. I'm going to sneak in one more episode. Today's topic is near and dear to my heart. New lead attribution. It's a premise that started our company, but it's also more important than ever with the privacy laws. And e-commerce companies can get big, big gains if they're willing to adopt this mindset and approach to their paid advertising. And so I want to dedicate an episode strictly to it because... You don't even need to get into any tracking mojo or things. You can just do this and make more money. Who doesn't want to do that? So let's get into it. New leads. I want to define that right at the beginning because, you know, people will say, hey, I'm getting leads, I'm running lead gen ads, and then at Wicker Reports, we cross-reference those the lead acquisition against your CRM, you know, HubSpot, Clavio, ActiveCampaign, FusionSoft, whatever, to make sure they're really new leads. And what we find is many times, if you don't exclude your email list, you're just running lead gen, there's more existing leads re-opting in or even past customers opting into your top of the funnel stuff sometimes. And that is a common reason why top of the funnel ads fail to scale because you ran them on people that weren't actually cold traffic. And then when all the warm traffic people that already knew about you burned off on your offer, your campaign starts to tank because then it's really just the cold traffic. And turns out that Offer didn't work at all in the cold traffic. It only worked on people that already knew about you. So we've been fanatical about making sure someone's a new lead or not. And that goes back to the customer journey. Um, there's, a guy, there's a guy from Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice, that had an interesting analogy about marketing's like dating. And, uh, you know, it, it still holds true. Like when you first meet someone, depending on how aggressive you are, I guess, you're not immediately going to ask for their number if you're trying to date them. You're going to kind of, you know have your whole stick at the beginning or maybe get to know them a little and then maybe segue into going on a date and then hopefully progressing into if there's an attraction other fun stuff <laughs> and then who knows where it goes but there's a process to or, or meeting someone for the first time it's very yet very different in front of them than you do when i'm hanging out with my buddies from marblehead that i've known for five ten years and my fraternity brothers or kids from grade school that i still hang out with that i've known 40 years like, yeah, very different, obviously. I mean, this isn't news, but marketing can be the same way. When you first see a brand, you're not immediately going to jump on it generally. I mean, you're going to convert some people, right? Some people are like, oh my God, I've been looking for this my whole life and your sales copy was amazing. Let me give you my money. That's going to happen sometimes, but plenty of times people going to warm up to you. That's how I work. I don't just like hand over my money to someone right away. I'm trying to think of if I've ever done that. I mean, a couple things that I was really hot to trot on and still waited was like Peloton. So it was three grand. I was nervous. I had to make sure it was good, prowl the website, all that good stuff, but even cheaper stuff. 
native deodorant. It's a deodorant. It's like 15 bucks. I was like, I want to order deodorant on subscription. Oh man, I'm going to stink when I use that. I had to, you know, research the reviews, all kinds of stuff for 15 bucks. I wasn't ready to pull the trick. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't think so. I think with Google shows, um, a couple hundred train, a couple hundred interactions to buy headphones, for example. Uh, but most things, if you think about when you buy them, you, do you see an ad and immediately like a robot run and whip out your credit card? It's, that doesn't happen as much as you think. So because of this, you need to try to capture their attention at the top of the funnel, often different than the bottom of the funnel. And the way you, and ideally you're going to at least capture them as a lead while they're, you know, still deliberating. And so new lead attribution takes that concept and says, let's see what clicks truly came from people not on your email list yet. Track and give credit that the elite new lead conversion took place. And then whenever any future billing happens in Shopify, woo, your custom cart, your upsell software, your recharge or your chargeify subscription billing or Zora, whatever, we're going to attribute all that lifetime value back in time to what made that cold traffic um, person become a new lead that you now know who they are, can email them, try to close them on all your various channels, trigger all your fancy retargeting, etc., etc. So that's why we do it because the hardest thing that we see in e-com is generally finding a cold traffic source that continually finds people that become high lifetime value customers. Now it works and it works well uh, to capture the leads and then immediately redirect them to the sales page that you're already going to run ads to anyway. Because what do they know? <laughs> they don't know that and they don't care either. They don't even care. I mean, who cares? I, I'm, if they give me, if I'm voluntarily giving you my email, I don't care. I, I want to see what's on the other side of this landing page. And then if I don't buy right away, well, you can start emailing me and we'll see what happens. And that, that in a nutshell is new lead at, is the concept of new leads versus existing leads. With Wicked Reports, for example, well, we're not really e-commerce, so I won't get too into that, but I'll just say like, no one's gonna wander to our site and immediately buy marketing attribution software at 400 bucks a month, starting. No one. They gotta like, look at the product, opt in to get a demo, maybe talk to someone. There's like a process. Now with e-commerce, people like to think there isn't a big process. Let's just run them straight to our store. And the bigger and more well-known your brand gets, the more that's true. But until they're really well-known, it, it's not true. You can't run random, it adds to your random site that you just cooked up and just strike it rich. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't happen often. So when you see or read online that that's happened, that is newsworthy. Like, cause that, I mean, there's over a million Shopify stores. Uh, the WooCommerce has 2.2 million. This was a couple years ago. So that's 3 million e-com stores. Not a lot of them are just, oh, look, I'm a seven-figure brand because I ran ads straight to my product page because everybody wanted it. Like, that, that's not what happens. We have uh, companies. So there's a, there's a subscription company that sells food. All their stuff starts out 
slow. Not all of it. Lots of it starts out top of the funnel, that is, somewhat slow. And then because they have a, a solid brand and they have, you know, marketing that changes as you move through their funnel, they have different things that work at the top of the funnel versus once you're on their list versus when they feel like you should buy or repeat buy. All different phases of marketing and that's what they use and that's what works for them. So let me be clear about exactly uh, what these strategies are that work. It's really the same strategy and it's very simple. Take a product, build a landing page in front of it that is gonna have an opt-in. And it's some sort of limited time deal. Cause it is limited, it's limited until you decide you're not gonna run it anymore. So take this limited time deal, make it a nice landing page, just have a photo of the product. You got whatever the deal is. You got maybe uh, a couple reviews or social proof down below, uh, you know, below the opt-in. Then you just get an opt-in email now, and we'll we uh, enter your email and your first name, and we will send you the offer. When they opt in, so that I mean that's easy, right? That's like uh, everyone has landing page software. You know, anyone with it worth their salt, e-commerce marketing knows how to like whip one of those up that looks nice. Whip one up, and the thank you page is the actual product. Now you can either take the you could take the product, clone it, create a new SKU for the discounted price, or you could make them actually use the email uh, coupon, the, the code you're gonna email them, or you just redirect them and already have the sale there and they just gotta click buy. Like it could be that easy. You, I've seen both work. Or you could be running both side by side as a test, right? See whether people enter the code in and or not and what, I mean, at your point, who cares? You got a sale at the same price, so it really doesn't matter. So I I test out both, and then you're going to email them the deal and a link to the the page that they're already on as a thank you for opting in. And then you'll have the you know if you don't see them by in a couple of days, you'll email them. Did you forget with a link and you know all that e-commerce reminder razzmatazz that people do, and that's that's the logistics behind it the logistics are so simple it's like why wouldn't you try it that's the offer logistics and then the targeting logistics for Facebook is when you create your ad sets cold traffic ad sets that I've seen work well like the good old look-alike of your best customers export out your best customers jam them in Facebook say hey I need a look-alike on these and then you, then you also export out your email list, shove it up, name it your email list, and exclude your email list. So you're saying, I want to look alike of my best customers, or if you don't have enough of them, look alike of all of them. I would say the best customers. I mean, bad customers, you don't want those. <laughs> those are worse than no customers, in my opinion. So look alike of your best customers, excluding your custom your actual email list, that's a legitimate cold traffic source. And then you can see how it goes, but at least you're actually testing on cold traffic that Facebook thinks is most likely to work. The, the other ad sets I've seen work are um, people, you know, page visits, website visitors, or product page or checkout visitors, and they aren't on your email list yet. Do that same exclusion and then you try that one, which is traffic or valuable traffic if you want, not on my email list. 
So then, then you've got a, two solid cold traffic source ad sets to try. Now for Google, not used a lot, and it's a shame because it was, <laughs> it's working gangbusters for, uh, I guess someone's selling religious training that's killing it. Someone's selling workout gear. Uh, a lot of workout gear people doing well. Music lesson people. All these clients of ours, uh, they'll do target ROAS bidding in Google. And then they will, uh, the targeting in Google has gotten, you know, this will be a whole podcast with some of my Google friends. We'll have one coming up when I do some interviews with them. You can target the interests similar to Facebook. You can just say, hey, they're in the, like, let's take uh, like lobsters from Mark. In the market for food. Uh, cooking chefs. Uh, or fitness, if you're in fitness, you wouldn't do that one. I'm talking about the cooking one, the food ones. Um, you can just have Google's algorithm figure out, similar to Facebook, hey, find people like this and show them this ad. And so that's, and then you can upload your Gmails and have customer match and exclude the audience so that it's more likely to be cold traffic. And then have Google bid on an anticipated target ROAS. And um, that can work. So the the key thing though is when you're when you're doing your new your lead capture is to try to actually have it be on cold traffic because otherwise it's not going to scale all of a sudden because it's all if it's if it fails to scale once you go, get going it starts good and then it tanks out one of the reasons is that you burn through all your people that are already on your list and it now that's real cold traffic that doesn't respond well to the offer so that's something we see time and again time and again so the sun's going down on the environment and on this podcast it turns out because i'm getting cold it's dropped about 10 degrees so i hope this helped you know new lead attribution near and dear to my heart um because you know you get lifetime value attributed back to that new lead point you have a super high conversion point at the top of the funnel super high importance and then backed up with actual real customer value that's the money machine. That's that's everything, I think, on e-com for top of the funnel. Get that jamming. Life is good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.